Our focus on business this morning, we're heading out to the LegendsCasino.com studio line where George Hefter with TCT Computer Solutions is standing by. TCTCS.com is the website. And George, you know, I always try to pay attention when there are stories in the news about ransomware or different companies getting hacked because it's something that you and I talk about on a regular basis, something that every business is vulnerable to. One of the big ones that happened over the past week or so is uh, five hospitals across the U.S., including one in southern Oregon, Skylakes Medical Center in Klamath Falls, were hacked and um, a ransomware attack that took place froze up all the computers. They're still working a week later to try and get those restored. They're hoping that no patient information was released as a result of this ransomware attack, but they're still a week later trying to delve into this and figure out what's going on. Yeah, I think, uh, well, the patient information is a concern, clearly. Uh, I can tell you that the largest uh, purpose of these this recent ransomware attacks, and it's true for most ransomware attacks, is to gain, is to gain banking information. Okay, and financial information. That's the typical. That is the that is the uh, the target. These apex predators of the ransomware world are looking for. And uh, it is just disheartening to hear that a week later they're still struggling to get back to normal because if they had good backups, that should have been almost automatic. Um, So I'm concluding from that that they did not have good backups or their backups were connected in real time all the time to their network and therefore got corrupted as well. So that's sort of a cautionary tale for anybody listening. Um, One thing I want to say before I go any further is to say, well, this is the Legend Casino's hotline. I am not at the Legend Casino. <laughs> just, just to get that out there. <laughs> That's <Okay>. true. <laughs> uh, we're not doing these broadcasts from Legend's Casino. But wouldn't nice that be that fun? Be. Oh, it would be wonderful. Uh, mm. but, uh, but it occurred to me that uh, some people might think that. So <laughs> I thought I'd kind of lay that out there uh, All right. <laughs> uh, anyway. But uh, but I, I'll tell you what, and and. The number of these kinds of ransomware attacks is expected to step up this fall. There were ransomware attacks all year long, but it's funny, and it's and some of the main perpetrators seem to have seasons because um, Emotet, which is a pretty significant uh, uh, ransomware uh, attacker in its own right, is now being used as a dropper to drop other payloads uh, to target specific aspects of, like I said, financial information, or some might be out trying to harvest passwords and that sort of thing. But Emotet is one of the big players here, uh, a notorious ransomware uh, program in its own right, and now is used as the vehicle to carry other ransomware programs. But I read an interesting article that said they took the summer off hmm. and they let TrickBot have its way with the world during that time, which is another one of those yeah. ransomware uh, programs. And, uh, and 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 it's just, it's amazing. It's almost like an industry, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, of uh, this ransomware, this ransomware world. And, and it, it's what may, and the fact that they evolve and they use such sophisticated techniques to number one, trick their way into your computer 
and then to mask themselves while they're there so they're not detected by the vast majority of antivirus software. Uh, and, and sometimes will lie dormant for months or more before they activate and start their nefarious uh, data gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it, which is, you know, another uh, tool to convince customers to lull them into uh, feeling safe and secure when, in fact, they have they have a landmine out there or they have a, they have a bomb out there waiting to, waiting to go off and mess up their life. And as that hospital learned for sometimes weeks at a time, and at a very high cost, I might add, in an attempt to try to get all that data back. If they're spending a week at it, they weren't fully protected in some way or another. There there were holes, there were chinks in their armor. Well, and And, they've since had to go to doing everything by paper, paper forms for everything. Yeah. Now, um, even though it's a large infrastructure, and there's in a hospital typically it's it's a huge IT infrastructure. Still, in all the, that, the essence of it all is that have data on them and and the servers that are presumably backed up in some safe way. So the restoration might take overnight to restore that server files. Um, but if it's taken them a week, it tells me that not everything was backed up, or the backups were encrypted as well. So just for what it's worth, there's there's a cautionary tale there about uh, what we've been saying for a long time about your backups. They need to be there, but they can't stay connected all the time. They have to do their job and then disconnect. And then when it's time for them to do their job again, they do their job and then disconnect. There has to be some break in the process there, or this is exactly what happens. Is your backups get encrypted too, and then you have nothing to fall back on. Well, and if you're standing there and you're thinking, well... I think I have all my backups done, I think I'm protected, then you might not be protected. And you want to make sure that you have somebody, a professional, who can really look at your entire system and see if you are protected, if those backups are disconnected, so that if there is a problem that you're able to, one, restore everything back as quickly as possible, but also get as much back as quickly as possible. And if you don't for sure know, if you haven't had George and his team take a look at your system, you might not be protected and you could be in that position where you just end up losing business or could even end up going out of business because of the expense of trying to restore and get your company back online. You can contact George and his team by going to the website tctcs.com, tctcs.com. George, what are some of the first things that you ask business owners when you start to work on Uh, taking a look at their security system to make sure that they have the firewall protection that they need? Well, we we usually start out by taking an inventory of their infrastructure. What are the pieces and parts that they have in place? One of those pieces has to be a firewall. And for most businesses, we sincerely hope that it's not a home user firewall. Okay, well, home user firewalls are typically adequate for the usual usage at home, which is 90% browsing the Internet, perhaps 10% kids doing homework, and distance learning, well, maybe a little higher percentage these days, but in general, uh, probably 90% of the usage is email and Internet, uh, uh, except for the diehard gamers out there who may spend their time day and night, all their waking hours, playing online games. They don't do uh, that. <laughs> uh, 
it's uh, uh, that's the typical thing. We're looking right. for a business class firewall, mm-hmm. and that's really important for a, for a business to be sure. You, that right. firewall needs to have a lot more capabilities than than the average home user firewall has. You can buy a firewall for forty nine bucks for God's sakes, but it is the bare minimum, and it is not going to be adequate for a business. Mm-hmm. It's not going to support users that want to remote into the business from home. It's not going to be not securely anyway, and it's and it's uh, not going to protect your business from all kinds of attacks that might otherwise um, that you might otherwise encounter as a business. Remember, as a business, you're a much bigger target mm-hmm. than a home user, unless you're Bill Gates and and the house you're trying to hack is his. Uh, the chances are that that uh, and I'm sure he doesn't use a home user firewall at his house. Right. Um, you're you're going to find that. Uh, that you need a much more robust firewall if you're likely to be a bigger target, and, and that businesses represent bigger targets than individuals. It's as simple as that. Um, so we look for business class equipment, and we look for uh, 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 operational parameters like I addressed before the break. Uh, how do you back up? Uh, what are you using to back up? Where does your backup live, and is it disconnected when not in, when not actively backing up? Uh, if it's a backup to the cloud, that's a good step in the right direction because those backups typically do stay disconnected when they're not in active use. Mm-hmm. But uh, but if your back if your backup is a thumb drive stuck in the side of your computer your server that's uh, backing up your QuickBooks files, uh, you can kiss that thing goodbye if you get a ransomware attack because it's going to be just as encrypted as everything else. And it doesn't matter if it's not a thumb drive, if it's an external hard drive also plugged in all the time, staying active, uh, that's, that's at the same risk. Uh, it has to, That's why we advocate backups that are defenses in depth, uh, where you have two or three backups and you rotate those. So even if you do, if you're current, if you're going to leave a backup connected, you better have one from yesterday that's not connected. That's the message. So that, and hopefully you have several. Because some of these, as I, some of these problems, some of this encryption of of your files takes place over time. Might get to some of them today, might get to some of them tomorrow, might not hit your backup until later on in the process, a few days down the road, a few weeks down the lo- down the lo- road. You want to have several backups and not all of them connected, so that you have something to fall back on on the day you discover that oh my God, it's all lost, it's all encrypted, I can't read anything. Uh, which you will f- readily find when when you've had that kind of attack, and you see every file ends with a funny file type at the end, and none of them make any sense. Um, guess what? You've been hacked. Um, so, it you know the the thing is that, that we that's that's a large part of what we look for, but we also look for the kind of protection that they have in place. Um, uh, the uh, uh, ransomware protection, the antivirus protection that they're using. Again, if they're using, you know, a sort of an entry-level product, uh, uh, then then their protection is going to need beefing up. If you're a business, you can't depend on uh, and 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 that and that line. I'm I'm sorry to say, but that threshold keeps getting higher and higher. And products that were that were popular mm-hmm. and in use a couple of years ago are not so popular and effective now. And that's because the whole threat in threat universe keeps evolving. And, and the, the people who, who, uh, for 
formulate these attacks have found ways around almost everything. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and so you've got to have some pretty sophisticated software these days to be sure that you're actually being protected well. On the phone with us this morning, we have George with TCT Computer Solutions. You have been talking for several years, as long as we've been doing this, about the firewall, the safety um system, firewall system uh, called Sentinel-1, something that you put a lot of stock in, you have done a lot of research. But the thing is that technology keeps changing and you continue to constantly do research to make sure that you're aware of all the latest and the greatest technology, especially when it comes to protection. And you've started to adopt a, a different system. Right, we have. Now, before we scare the heck out of all my Sentinel-1 customers, let me make it very clear that Sentinel-1 is still second only to Deep Instinct mm-hmm. as the absolute best cybersecurity uh, antivirus, anti-ransomware software out there. Okay, so don't everybody panic and think, no. oh my gosh, I've got to change. <laughs> you can, and there come, there may be some reasons to change. But those reasons, uh, those reasons don't have to happen now. You have time to think about it. Here's the difference between Sentinel-1 and this new software that's called Deep Instinct. Sentinel-1, they're both based on artificial intelligence. Sentinel-1 leans a little more heavily on machine learning, which means it observes things as they happen on your machine and, and draws conclusions from those. Uh, whereas Deep Instinct has got a brain that has been, it's, it's a true artificial intelligence product. It operates from a brain that processes information so well that it doesn't even have to see activity. It just has to see the program. It doesn't have to see it do anything. It could, it could show up as an innocent in place program, not doing a thing at all. As I said, many of these programs sit there for weeks or months before they activate. Mm -hmm. Deep Instinct will find those. Even though there's no activity, there's no at all. It just starts looking at everything it sees. It looks at the, at the contents of these programs. It looks at, uh, it looks at the code that they have in them. It, it, it does a lot of different processing in, in its neural network to come to a conclusion about that software. That's why a deep instinct scan initially will take a little longer than a Sentinel-1 scan. But it only, it only has to do that the first time. Then it evaluates anything that comes into the computer during the time that it's being introduced to the computer. Is it just dropped on the computer? If it's just dropped, well, let me take a look at it and see that if I think this is safe based on how it's constructed, based on how it's put together. Mm-hmm. All of this done by a neural network that is updated a couple of times a year. This product uh, found Emotet in the wild, which is one of the most notorious of these, of these products, the, these attack uh, products, uh, three years before they first started being experienced by people in the U.S., and they've, uh, they've been training these brains that, that, that are behind Deep Instinct to, uh, for a prob- something like six years at this point in time. I think I'm right on that. 
based on the history of this product that I've read. Mm-hmm. And and it's just it's phenomenal. I mean, it really is. It has it it ultimately its first scan may be a little lengthy. It's always something we encourage people to do at the end of the day. And that's when we try to get it installed for folks because it will it will do a pretty comprehensive scan when first installed. After that, it has a very light footprint. It does all its work. Um, it does all its work behind the scenes. It doesn't. It, it has a smaller footprint than Sentinel One. Sentinel One, by comparison, has to wait for something to happen. Sentinel One doesn't do this in-place analysis and make judgments based on the program, just how it looks, how it feels, how it how it shows up on your computer, mm-hmm. whether it's doing anything or not. Sentinel One has to see activity. It has to see what is it trying to do. Once it sees that, it is very good at nipping things in the bud and saying, oh, no, you don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Sentinel One is extremely good at that. But it does require that something has to be happening on your computer with that software before it detects. That's the difference. Deep Instinct is able to make judgments about software that's loaded before it even does anything. It just sort of, it's like a dog almost. You know, a dog can tell a good guy from a bad guy just by sniffing. Mm-hmm. Sentinel One, or Deep Instinct is kind of like that. All right, it has been it is so fine tuned to look for <clears throat> look for indicators of potential malicious activity mm-hmm. that it's uh, that it's it's and it's phenomenal in its ability to do that and yet maintain a really light footprint on your computer. So we we've become uh, kind of really fond of this software. Now, uh, like I said, if you have Sentinel One. You know, you don't have to change right now. Sentinel One and Deep Instinct both cost the same. If you want, we can change you to Deep Instinct at almost any time. We'll credit whatever you paid before for your installation of Deep Instinct and go forward from that point on. But uh, no matter what you have, uh, if you bought it from us and you have an existing subscription, we'll be happy to to move you to to Deep Instinct. and give you credit for whatever remaining part of your of a subscription to another product may already be there. So we have people using a variety of products. Some of the home users don't really want to, even though Deep Instinct nor Sentinel One cost more than Norton or any of the other retail products on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. Um, some people just don't want to pay that $120 a year for Absolutely. And you can provide some of that training to uh, organizations and to businesses. And in fact, we can. We can, even, we can even test you on it. 
We can test your employees <laughs> by sending them some suspicious emails uh-huh. that are malicious, but that will tell us whether or not they're susceptible to socially engineered attacks. Right. Yeah. We're talking with George Hefter from TCT Computer Solutions. TCTCS.com is the website. George and his team can help to shore up your protection systems. And it all it takes is a, a phone call. You can go to the website, TCTCS.com, to get more information. A lot of, more of us are working from home. And so, you know, looking at, you know, like you had said, the the protection systems that we had in place to uh, maybe keep the kids from downloading malware from the, you know, Sesame Street website or Minecraft uh, just isn't going to cut it if we're doing uh, secure work from home. And so it is important to consider what your security system looks like, both as an employee, but especially as an employer. If you're somebody who runs a business, you want to make sure that uh, things are super secure to protect your business, to protect your employees for the long haul. Yeah, that's absolutely true. In this day and age of work from home, uh, go to school from home and all of that, it's really important that the techniques used to connect remotely are secure because, let's face it, home computers are probably never going to be as secure as off, as business computers. Um, home users are a little more difficult to uh, convince that they need to spend any amount of time or effort to keep their computer safe. That computer's always been there, at least for for anybody that's uh, not a boomer like me. Um, uh, they've always known computers. They've used them every day. Familiarity does, in fact, breed contempt. And they somehow seem to think that they always work and always will. And, and until they don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and and so what happens is the training of a home user almost always depends on whether or not they've had an attack or not. Uh, if they've had an attack, then they're easy to convince. If they haven't had an attack, they'll ignore you for, for weeks and months, okay, because they just, they just suffer from the can't-happen-to-me syndrome, okay? I'm not big enough. I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't play games online. I don't do this. I don't do that. Therefore, I'm immune. Yeah, well... Keep telling yourself that, and sooner or later you'll find that you're not immune because these guys aren't looking for you specifically. They're looking for any open door. Because if they access your computer at home, that might give them an attack vector to get into your office next time you connect into the office or into the school or into the hospital or whatever you, wherever you're connecting to remotely. So it's important that you use software to make those connections that's secure that doesn't allow the passage of, of, of uh, dangerous things. It's important that you have good antivirus and anti-ransomware connection for protection on your home computer as well as at the office, okay? And uh, because you don't want to, it's just like COVID. Think about it. You don't want to be the source of the infection, okay? Uh, that doesn't bode well for anybody. So just like you wear a mask to protect everybody else, and they should be wearing a mask to protect you, so you should, so in the, in the digital world in the in the cyber world there's some protections that are needed as well or you could be the start of the next spread to that hospital or the next spread to that school or the next spread to your your parent office mm-hmm. um, so there's there are protections you need to take even as a home user if you're connecting into work in this work from home world which is likely to continue long past covid-19 
because a number of companies have learned that, hey, this isn't so bad. This is actually cheaper than manning an office. Um, you know, it may be that uh, that there'll be people working from home on a routine basis now, depending on your job, depending on the type of company you work for. Right. So you need to you need to be aware of the fact that you need that protection as well, or you could be the guy that brings your company down. Absolutely. And so there are a lot of different options, especially depending on the size of your company, depending on the type of information that you have that you need to secure. Um, a retail establishment that takes credit cards, but no other personal information from customers is going to have different security needs than a doctor's office or an attorney's office. Uh, that's correct. Or a financial institution. Mm-hmm. There are there are different uh, there are different uh, standards that they all have to meet in the way of cybersecurity protection, PCI compliance, HIPAA compliance, SOC two compliance for financial institutions. Lawyers get the triple whammy because they almost have to meet all of those requirements depending on the nature of their practice, because they they handle personal information. If they're a lawyer that does. Uh, contingency work uh, for accidents and things like that. Uh, they're going to have to meet HIPAA compliance when it comes to their pay, their pay, uh, customers' um, medical information, which they're going to be party to as they build their case for who's responsible and so on. Uh, it's really there are a number of, uh, and then of course there's GDPR coming uh, to a station near you. Uh, eventually from the UK. If you do business in the UK, you got to meet those requirements as well. So um, there is uh, there is a lot of responsibility around cybersecurity and a lot of potential damage you can do, a lot of potential damage you can experience if you haven't got the right cybersecurity solutions in place. We're happy to talk to anybody about what those ought to be. And it's really easy to get in touch with George and his team. Just go to the website, tctcs.com, tctcs.com, TCT Computer Solutions in Kennewick. Of course, you can give them a call at 627-4808, 627-4808. You can also go on to the website, tctcs.com. And uh, there's a contact link there with all of the contact information, and you can Contact George and his team and get the ball rolling on making sure that your systems are as secure as they can be. Thanks so much, George. Oh, you're welcome, Jenna. It's always a pleasure.